this is Anna. This is Estelle. And we are Drama For Real. Thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode. A special shout out to all of our family and friends who had to listen to multiple versions of episode one. And also um, shout out to all of our um, listeners and subscribers who gave us great feedback. You know who you are. Yeah, we definitely see you out there. So uh, we really appreciate it. And we hope that you enjoyed episode one as much as we did making it. And here we are with episode two. We thought we'd continue the theme of talking about the dramas that we've been watching recently. So for myself, I've been watching the very popular Chinese drama called The Story of Yanxi Palace. And I think if any of you out there watch dramas, you've probably heard of it. Because I know I'm obsessed, my mom's obsessed, and Estelle and I even have a friend who's watched it in both Mandarin and Cantonese. Although full confession from me, I could not make it past episode three. Really? Only three episodes? Yeah, it was just not my cup of tea. But you're so good at, like, finishing all these long Chinese dramas. Yeah, but I just, I'm not a huge fan of, like, plotting and whatever in palace dramas. It's just, I just don't find it very enjoyable. I love it, though. So I'm already on episode 40 out of 65. That's very impressive. It's a, you're breaking records here, Anna. (laughs) I really am, especially since I struggle so much with even, I would say, 16 or 20 episode dramas. So I'm, like, almost there. You must really like this drama. I I love it. So I thought, uh, what better chance to talk about this drama than here on episode two. I have all of you guys here to listen to me chat about it. And I know I've been messaging Estelle nonstop while watching this, even though I know she's not responding and doesn't care. (laughs) But that doesn't stop me. I do care, and I've read the synopsis, so I know at least, like, the basic, Okay, all right. So you know what we're talking about here, then. Yes. So one of the topics I know that I've messaged you about was... What kind of character would you want to be in this type of drama? Ooh, yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> I, whenever I watch these type of dramas, because there's so many different characters and they all play such different roles, I'm always like, hey, if I could be one of them, who would I want to be? <laughs> so I assume you already have an answer to that question. Yes, I do. <laughs> so what would you be in a period piece like a palace drama? For myself, I've, I've thought about this quite a bit. And especially when I was watching Yanshi Palace, I really... No, I wouldn't say I identified with the antagonist, the concubine that's, like, in charge. Mm-hmm. But I really, I would say, admired how, like, confident she was as a character. And it seemed like she was really, you know, making moves for herself. And um, <laughs> so for all those who watched it, um, I'm speaking about um, the Guifei. She's the pretty much the concubine in charge. The empress is a little too weak-hearted and kind uh, for my taste, but... <laughs> She's a nice person. She is, but like, you know, in that type of tough environment, you got to like look out for yourself. And I think the concubine that's in charge in this drama and any type of palace dramas, they really got that unlocked, you know? Mm-hmm. they you, you mean they have the power and the little people are cowering in fear, right, bent to their will. <laughs> I mean, that's one way of putting <laughs> it. But I would say like, especially in that type of very political environment Mm -hmm. um even within the harem there's so many women who have this one common goal of winning favor with the emperor right like that's their whole life's goal Mm -hmm. once they enter the palace yeah that you really have to look out for yourself and i think the guifei in this drama and the usual uh, antagonists in these type of period pieces they really have that going for them that they are confident in taking care of themselves you know they might step on some toes along the way and offend people but for the most part i think you know they're just doing what they gotta do yeah but do you think you could do all of that plotting without being evil necessarily i feel like a lot of times when we're talking about the where we're talking about these kind of concubines they're 
pegged as being evil but do you think you could do that kind of plotting without being evil i don't know that's hard though because when i associate plotting i automatically think it's for like evil purposes Mm -hmm. especially with concubines like because they are all trying to go after the same thing you know they gotta like push the other women out of the way yeah but could you just climb the concubine ladder without you know necessarily stepping other people like or um you know doing doing bad things to other people like you could just leverage your own network or your own resources and try to um use them to your advantage but without like you know harming others yeah like i'm definitely not for her like harming other people that really is not cool but <laughs> i'm uh, glad yes okay. yes i just want to put that out there i'm not cool <laughs> with it but i think you know just as a character she is someone that's fun to play mm-hmm. and i think you can plot without being evil especially because there are so many women within the harem mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that you know, obviously not all of them have the favor of the emperor. There are a lot of, like, lower, like, concubines that yeah. don't have much power. So in those type of situations, I feel like you really have to align with the more powerful concubines. So, like, for example, this Guifei, she has a lot of, you know, the uh, younger concubines that have just her entered minions. the... Yes, exactly. <laughs> her minions that are kind of plotting for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily for their own gain, but I think in the large scheme of things, they're all trying to push themselves up in the ranks. Yeah, but I feel like you're still doing like the biddings of someone who is, you know not so nice um mm-hmm. so i wonder if you could just be like your good nature self and still make it i don't know maybe if i was to be in the palace i would be like the palace maid who just makes it up there i, I don't know so you want to be the main character then no i don't because she, it, yeah i don't know she just i feel like protagonists in these kind of dramas usually have a pretty tragic ending like even if for example um in where there isn't as much like palace plotting or like not for the women anyway Mm -hmm. um she still has a fairly depressing ending like i hope i didn't spoil it for anybody (laughs) well um, even for like the concubines that are in charge i think one of the major cons of it i mean other than being like you're a pretty crappy person (laughs) um (laughs) is that you will eventually lose favor you know and you're gonna meet your downfall Mm -hmm. eventually Mm -hmm. so that's kind of inevitable but I think a lot of these women go into it knowing it yeah. so that they can have that brief period of being in charge. Yeah, yeah. Like a brief moment of, like brilliant but short moments mm-hmm. of success, yeah. Okay, so if you don't want to be the protagonist, then who do you want to be? I think maybe I want to be a princess, like, um, because I haven't watched that many of these kind of palace dramas, but like one that I really like is Hwanju Goga, even though it's really mm-hmm. old. <laughs> it's a classic. Yeah, you can't go a, wrong. It's a classic. Like, I don't think I necessarily want to be Xiao Yanzi because um, she doesn't end up staying in the palace and she just leaves. Um, and sorry if that's a spoiler for anybody. It is a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But, you know, and, and she's not very, like, smart. And I don't really appreciate it when people can't, you know, observe their their surroundings and kind of adapt to that. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so, so I don't think I would want to be her. Maybe someone I would want to be is Zui, but... I don't know. She's kind of so weak, though. Yeah, she's kind of weak as a character, and I'm not a fan of how she necessarily acts. But um, she does end up like you know with someone she loves, and mm. she stays in that environment, and she's happy. And I think that's something to be said about her. Or um, Ching Er, who is portrayed as a very smart and very um, you know pretty or whatever, and you know she has a pretty happy life. Um, yeah, at least I guess for the first part of your life as a princess, you are 
um, pretty well off, and then you're kind of spoiled, and you have all the goods. But you might be married off to Mongolia or something later on. That's very true. <laughs> As like a political alliance, so who knows? That does always happen. I, I feel like with any member of the imperial family, you're just like waiting for something bad to happen. Yeah. Like you have it really good for a while, but then eventually, unless yeah. you're like the emperor, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your your life is not really your own, basically, yeah. in the palace. And overall, I guess palace life just kind of sucks. <laughs> Okay, so if we're talking about that, and if I want to make sure that I get out of the palace alive, <laughs> um, I would want to maybe be the loyal servant mm. to like a nice concubine or even maybe the emperor, just like a nice master, which is very rare to find. Um, most of these are, you know, really poor working conditions. So to find a nice master <laughs> that to work for, hey, that's a win-win situation right there. Yeah. And then if you do work for a really nice master when you become of a certain age, you know, they usually let you go and then oh, you can, yes. you know, they arrange marriage for you or something. And that's kind of nice because then, you know, you don't have to worry about the rest of your life that much. Yeah. So you just got to, you know, keep your head down for a couple years inside. Try the not to get killed. Yep, yep. <laughs> Try to keep your head. Because um, we all know emperors love beheading people back in those days. Mm-hmm. So if you work for a nice concubine, you know, you can just kind of hang out in the palace, (laughs) you know, enjoy tea, do some embroidery. Not a terrible life, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Or I think what I would want to be is one of those, like, politicians or scholars who have to take those scholar tests and then enter the palace because you're so smart or have full of wisdom or something like that. And if you have favor with the emperor, he will listen to, like, you know, your advice. And then you have, like, a lot of impact in the politics of the country. You can shape the future, that kind of thing. That's true. At least you'll be smart then if you can make it all the way into the palace on the test. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't know. I think that might be kind of cool. But you have to remember, if you don't work for, like, a good emperor, what if they don't listen to you? And oh, like, if they're a tyrant yeah, or something? it's all for naught. Yeah, and then you might just die. Like I said, tell <laughs> life. You gotta look out for that. Okay, and the, at least then you will go down in history and you would be, like, a martyr. Okay. I see that you're a very noble person, Estelle. I am. I am. <laughs> die for justice. Yeah, so I for me, like I said, either I'm gonna be the concubine in charge where I have all the power, you know, at least you know, besides the emperor, or I'm going to lay low and be a good, quiet, loyal servant. (laughs) So very two extremes for me. Yeah, for sure. But maybe we should take it to modern times. Yeah, a little more lighthearted. Yeah, because I feel like the palace thing is full full of, like, death and just suffering. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, So for modern things, um, one of our favorite categories is, of course, rom-coms. Um, so in rom-coms, what do you think you want to be, Anna? Oh, without a doubt, the main male lead. Of course. Yeah, so he's usually the rich guy in all those rich guy, poor girl storylines. <laughs> um, in a K-drama, he's usually a chable, so mm-hmm. he's running a conglomerate. Mm-hmm. He's got tons of money, usually good looks for the most part. Yeah. And um, he eventually wins love too, so that's great. And he's usually guaranteed success, right? So like, he's not in want of anything typically uh, because he's just rich and fabulous but who like who do you think who can you think of in a drama that you want to be Gu Pyo. really yeah I mean when I think Chable I automatically think of you know Gu Pyo from Boys Over Flowers or his Taiwanese version mm-hmm. Dong Ming Si 
in Media Garden. I feel like he plays a very traditional chable where he's kind of a jerk on the outside, but he's actually like really nice and sensitive. Yeah, they always turn out to be decent human beings. Yeah, which is, well, hey, another plus for being a chable, right? <laughs> you got money, looks, and you got a nice personality-ish, so. And then you end up, you know, with the love of your life usually yeah. in these rom-coms. But I feel like Gu Jong-pyo is not very smart, though. Like, he, his character is not, like, academically... Very excellent. He has inherited the company and like if he's capable of running like a conglomerate and make sure it doesn't fail in his hands, he has to, you know, know some stuff, right? That's true. Because in Boys Over Flowers and Meteor Garden, you never see him really like doing any business stuff. He's yeah. always just chasing after the girl. Yeah. Although no in Boys Over Flowers later he doesn't he go to like Singapore or something and does some business I don't know. <laughs> I think he does. But in any case, I, I think I would be more in favor of maybe Leon Jun and what's uh, wrong with Secretary Kim because he is actually actually running the company and he is very successful at it i feel like you know that says something and he's also like very well off and like very handsome and you know he's got it all and yeah there's really nothing to lose if you're the table or yeah. the rich guy in these like seriously i mean i feel like they always try to paint it as oh it doesn't it doesn't um like it's not that great to be like rich and fabulous but then you're like okay compared to the girl protagonist yes. you have it so easy i mean come on she's always like dealing with so much crap Oh my god, the girl suffers so much in these dramas, but the guy never does. Yeah, so which is why I would never want to be the female protagonist. Yeah, I second that. No protagonist for me in rom-coms. <laughs> I think a lot of people would disagree and say they would want to be the main girl. Yeah, because you end up, like, pretty happy, I guess. Uh, but there's so much suffering along the way. And I'm like, I don't know, I just, I guess, like, rom-coms are great to watch, but then I'm like, oh, after they get, because usually they end up like, oh, they get married, and then mm-hmm. they live happily ever after. It's kind of like a fairy tale, and I'm like... Okay, do they, are they really happily ever after? You know, I don't know. It's questionable. Well, that's why we don't see it past episode 16. Right. Because <laughs> the rest of the episodes are, who knows. Um, but who else would you want to be? So I guess switching gears, if I can't be the main guy and be like rich and fabulous, like you said, <laughs> I would maybe want to be that rich guy's mom. So mm. she's usually the antagonist, but she's like kind of like a goofy antagonist. Like she's not really <laughs> that evil. Like she's usually just, you know, having high tea with her rich lady friends decked out in Chanel. And the only real thing she does, you know, is get to hand money off to the main girl or maybe throw some water, which... I don't know, it seems Maybe kind sometimes of fun. it's boring. Sometimes it's boring. Depends. I feel like, yeah, as a character, they don't really do much except that one scene. And, you know, to have the ability to be like, hey, I'm just going to give you a bunch of money and leave. Because I can. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, she's just flaunting her wealth. So, I don't know. I think the, the mom would be fun. Um, I think the whole money envelope thing is really fun to do. Yeah. I, I aspire to be that rich that I can pay off. A, like a prospective girlfriend just be like <laughs> go leave my son although I'm always like every time I watch it I'm just like why don't you just take the money because the mom is like oh you need to leave my son alone and so take this money and you could just agree to it and then he's probably going to like crawl back to you anyway so like why don't you just take the money and then you know if he's gonna come back to you there's nothing you can do about it it's not like you went back to him yeah, you make a good point. That is a loophole that these K-drama actors didn't, or writers did not think about. Or they think about it and they just decide to ignore it. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of unnecessary trials and tribulations in these rom-coms. Yeah, I feel like the girl does not need to be like so, I don't know, what's the word? Moral, noble in the situation? Yeah. 
secretly suffering yeah because they're usually like oh no i'm doing this for love take your money and leave <laughs> yeah or they like they're like oh i need to protect the family like the the table's family or something i'm gonna like like leave him or something and then and then it's just like stupid misunderstandings yeah i feel like the girl always just like i'm gonna win over the mom eventually like yeah i don't need this money but hey i i like what you're thinking just take the money and then Hopefully everything works out. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, you still have the money, right? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, besides the mom, I think perhaps the second female lead, which is usually the girl who's pining after the main the guy. The annoying girlfriend. Yes. I mean, yeah, they always start off annoying, but I feel like in the end when they come to their senses and realize it's not going to happen, they're like, oh, okay, they're not that bad. Yeah, sometimes they help out the female protagonist in the end. Yeah, like I, in the usually in the um, second act of the drama, they're like, "Oh, I guess it's not gonna work out. Let me help you out instead." Yeah, I feel like just being the antagonist, both you know, in like a palace drama or in even a modern rom com, they usually have a lot more to play with. Mm. Like they have a lot more fun things to do. So I think as a character, they'll be pretty fun to play. Mm. I think another character I would want to be is like maybe the table's best friend. Oh, okay. Like, um, you know, one of the F4s, you know, not the, not good so appeal. The F3. The F3, <laughs> um, who are successful and good in their own right. And I feel like it's kind of cool because when you're, like, the best friend, you have a lot of, I guess you can give the main guy a lot of advice and you can just tell him like it is. Um, and if he's being a jerk, you can tell him you're being a jerk. So, and without any, like, real repercussions because... You're the best friend. That's true. You're the only one who can really tell him that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, or like the Grim Reaper in Goblin. <gasps> that was so good. That's such a good bromance. Like, I love that. I just feel like that's that's true friendship. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. No, I, I totally hear you. Yeah. I, yeah, I think being an F3, you know, one of those <laughs> other guys, um, they usually have pretty fun, like, subplots for yeah. themselves. And, hey, if you're friends with a table, you're probably rich, too. So. Yeah, I mean, all the F4s are pretty well off. Yeah. You don't have to be, like, Guju and Pyo level rich, but, like, yeah, you know, I'll take the other one. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go through all the suffering yeah. that a table does. Yeah, I'll make some pottery or, like, pour some tea. You know, it's all good. I definitely do not want to be the main girl that's just too much drama there for me what other kind of dramas are there oh i guess there's occupational ones yeah that's not something i really watch that much of though so tell me what your opinion on this is (laughs) i really love occupational dramas because i just i just i feel like it's more um close to reality even though sometimes they pick really obscure occupations like other than like doctors or lawyers or something sometimes they pick like very random things growing up on hong kong like TVB dramas I've been prepped to accept any type of occupation <laughs> as a legitimate one yeah I, I guess so but um I like the I like the occupational dramas because it's a lot more inspiring I feel like and the protagonists are usually pretty capable smart independent and they don't put up with crap like if it's a female protagonist she's not like relying on a guy to like save her or pluck her out of poverty or whatever she's trying to like fight on her own and um, using what she has, her resources, and kind of like like just make it on her own. And I, I really appreciate that and I admire that. I think it's a fighting spirit that I really like. And usually if it's a girl, like, you know, they're very sassy and feisty and I think I can maybe relate to that a little bit. <laughs> um, so you were saying that you would want to be the protagonist. Yeah, I think I would definitely want to be the protagonist. So of any dramas, you think occupational ones would be your calling? Yeah, and I mean, they usually end up pretty successful at the end. That's true. You know, if they were trying to be a writer, they become a writer at the end. If they wanted to open a restaurant, they open a restaurant at the end. You know, like whatever they, they wanted to set out to do in the beginning, even if they didn't have any ideas in the beginning, 
they somehow in the end it all works out for them that sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me i can see where you're going with that yeah it kind of reminds me of that k-drama we watched a while ago fight my way yeah i think park so june was in that one yeah, yeah. uh while i didn't love that drama like i said i don't watch too many occupational ones <laughs> um i totally hear what you're saying because the protagonist in that drama the girl and the guy they definitely embody that fighting spirit mm-hmm. hence the name <laughs> and um i'm glad to see you know those type of characters who really put in the work succeed at the end mm-hmm. so i i can see why being a protagonist in occupational drama is something that'll be fun to do yeah I mean, I think um, another really fun occupational drama is um, Incomplete Life. I know that was like a little while ago and it was based on Webtoon, but um, I think that was like real real gritty reality and I really enjoyed it. I know it wasn't very glamorous or anything, but I, I thought it was um, really like slice of life and um, yeah. Do you know that that's on Netflix now? Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, just FYI, this is not sponsored by Netflix or anything. This is not a plug or an ad. But they have a lot of good stuff on there nowadays. Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot more, like, foreign films and, you know, series and things like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so if anyone wants to watch Incomplete Life, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But for myself, I don't really do Slice of Life very often, so good for those protagonists in occupational dramas. Um, another drama that I would think I would want to be a protagonist is Murder Mysteries. Oh, the protagonist in that? Really? Yeah, because, I mean, then you're, like, the one who's solving the puzzle or solving the mystery, and then you get to play mind games with the villain, villain, which I, you know, I really think is really the interesting part for me. For example, in, like, Hello Monster, I know that was a while ago, but, um, there was a lot of mind games, and he... It was just, I don't know, very interesting to me. Or maybe I want to be the villain and I could play the mind games with the protagonist. Oh, really? Did that take a really dark turn? (laughs) Well, I'm just a little surprised because, like, I feel like a murder mystery is, like, the scariest one to, like, really immerse yourself into a role. (laughs) Especially, like, protagonist because you're in danger and then villain. You're, like, in the murder mystery, they're, like, for real. Yeah, I mean, I think as a villain, there's... You know, in a murder mystery, you usually have a pretty complex backstory, um, and you're like the reason why you're doing certain things. It's very interesting, and I like that psychology, or I guess, I guess like the criminal like mindset of their. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting to dig deeper in. And as a protagonist, I like I would probably have a really thick plot shield and would not die. That is true because you gotta run the course of the entire. Yeah, drama. I mean, if I died, you know, it's just kind of like okay, what happens now? So, well, I guess I'm just wimpy then because it's, I mean I love murder mysteries I watch a lot of those but never before have I been like oh I wish I was the protagonist you know who I would want to be though mm. is that goofy sidekick that hangs <laughs> out with the protagonist they're just like there for laughs you know for the most part of the drama but then in the end they come out of nowhere and saves the main guy or girl from the villain most of the time yeah but then you know, those are the tearjerker moments because then the the sidekick usually gets like seriously hurt or injured in that, and then you're like, "Oh no, the goof!" Yeah, not that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but hopefully, because you know, you are that secret skilled guy who's just been lurking in the shadows this whole time, <laughs> you know, hiding in plain sight. Um, hopefully, you'll make it out of there. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, goofy sidekick for me, and I guess. I'll leave the protagonist up to you. For yeah, you. Yeah, we'll make a good good, um, good combo. Yeah. But murder mysteries, those are always fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, another drama type that you really like are those inheritance dramas or those mellow, yes. dramatic ones. Yes, I love those very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so into them. I feel like it's similar to those palace dramas where there's too much plotting and too much fighting. I'm just not into that. But what would you want to be in those dramas? Hmm. That one's a little hard because there are so many characters in that one. And... 
they all have you know such dramatic storylines but i guess if i really had to pick in like a mellow or an inheritance drama i would probably go for the grandma or the grandpa mm. the one who holds the money or the power yeah yeah i'm seeing a trend here <laughs> <laughs> but no you know those grandmas are usually you know really wise and all-knowing they're kind of sage-like who just like advising their grandsons like don't do that or like, how dare you betray this family? <laughs> if you do that, I won't give you the money, you know? So I usually think that they can kind of remove themselves from all of the craziness that's mm. happening and kind of just observe. Are they? Would they ever be in real harm, though? Like, does the family ever harm them? No, because you gotta, like, depend on them, right? For the money. But the inheritance means that, like, you know... They all right, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just curious, because I don't really watch those mm-hmm. inheritance dramas, so I was just curious if they would ever be any real harm. No, I, I'm thinking more of those, like, more lighthearted inheritance oh, dramas. Oh, okay, got it, got so, it. So, like, Shining Inheritance, the okay. Lee Sung Gi one. Okay, okay. Um, with that one, you know, the grandma's alive and kicking, and <laughs> she, he's... She just really wants to teach him, like, a lesson, her grandson. Okay. So she's, like, putting the inheritance on the line. So I, I want to be one of those grandmas. Okay. So not in one of those, like, super, like, family, f- it's full-on fighting. No, no, f- no family. Everybody is, like, Yeah, no feuds okay. going on here. Okay, got just, it. Just, like, I want to teach my, like, bad grandson a yeah, lesson. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And then he can become a table at the end. Yeah. That's Full what circle. I want to be. I want to, if I was to be in those dramas, I would want to be... Like, the one who gets there. <laughs> you want to be the grandson? Yeah, I want to be the grandson. So I'm going to have to send you to work in, like, like a fast food restaurant. Yeah, it's probably where I meet the love of my that life. That is true. We've come full circle with this. <laughs> and I've become a decent human being. So there you yeah, go. There we go. All the way from a palace drama to a rom-com. And then true. you make it all your way to inheritance battle. Yeah. And the end, you'll meet the love of your life in yep. a fast food restaurant. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Works out perfectly. So I guess that kind of, like, wrap up wraps up our conversation about who would you want to be in the drama. I think we cover most of the drama types. I mean, there's definitely more out there, but for the most part, these are the ones that we really watch a lot mm-hmm. of. Um, so I know that when I watch these dramas, sometimes I can't help but be like, hey, think what about we, it? Yeah. yeah. Be like, who would I want to be here? Or you're just like watching it and be like, well, if I was her, I would do this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, most of the times I'm just like, girl, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, come on, he's right there. Or like, do this, do that. So, yeah. well, so then that brings to our favorite segment of our podcast which is only in drama yeah something we introduced in episode one which is where we kind of highlight something that we've noticed in dramas that would never ever happen in real life Mm -hmm. so for myself um like i mentioned i'm watching the story of yanshi palace and i know i texted estelle this i was just like why does every palace drama especially chinese ones always involve a voodoo doll plot that's the only way they could retaliate back in those but like, days like really like doesn't that storyline get old uh, this is a rhetorical question i know <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's just stupid sometimes it's like oh it's actually a big misunderstanding where someone planted the voodoo doll it's not really that person's or whatever and it's just so painfully obvious but everybody else is just like oh no they're they we need to punish this person well usually it's like so poorly schemed because it's always like a dumb palace maid who like hides it under the covers and they're like oh look what i found cleaning the room yeah and then everyone makes like a big deal about it yeah it's like if i was really trying to use a voodoo doll to curse someone i would not leave it in plain sight that's true but if you're trying to get someone else in trouble you would yeah yeah so like (laughs) it's just like stupid i don't realize it um i mean i've this Plotline has happened both in Wanchu Gaga mm-hmm. and in the Yanshi Palace drama. So yeah. I'm just thinking, what other dramas out there are using this voodoo doll plot? Probably a lot. 
probably every single one to be honest (laughs) well another thing i've noticed um a lot in dramas is dramatic weather um i feel like these weathers always have like different like thunderstorms or rainstorms or snowstorm just happens all at times when um the plot line really calls for it or the character is feeling depressed it's like oh it rains because they're crying like come on like a breakup a breakup always happens in in the rain yeah i'm just like Dude, just go indoors or like bring an umbrella. Did you not watch? Look at the weather or like why are you still standing in the rain? Like not only are you breaking <laughs> up with someone, you're making them stand in the rain. It's like how awful and rude. And you know in those scenes, there's always like a cafe or like a restaurant nearby that yeah. you very easily have gone in to yeah. do this breakup. But they're yeah. like, no, let's just wait out here, wait till <laughs> the rain starts, and then I'll break up with yeah, you. Yeah, it's like ugh, you're stupid. Maybe they're using the rain to hide their tears. Perhaps, you know, because usually the breakups, you know, they don't want to do it. But the evil mom makes them. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think it's stupid because then they're both going to catch a cold and who's going to take care of them? And it all ends up being like, oh, like they're making their suffering, other people's suffering. I, I mean, I know this happens a lot in modern rom-com dramas, but even in the period pieces, like in Yanshi Palace, like the main girl is always, you know, roaming around, <laughs> being punished while it, there's like a blizzard outside. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That reminds me, in uh, Bubu Jinxing, there's a scene where um, she's, like, kneeling in the courtyard um, mm-hmm. for punishment. Like, she's just kneeling there. Of course. And then, of course, there's a <laughs> rainstorm. And then she's, like, all drooping wet and whatever. And then he comes along and shields her with a cape, which is super romantic, but also, like, unnecessary. And it's like, okay, of course there's going to be a rain. Like, of course. Maybe we're just not as romantic as some of these drama characters. Or we're just smarter and... But yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> Like, get sick. Um, or sometimes there's, like, a snowstorm where you need to be, like, trapped or something. It's just, like, always dramatic weather events. Yeah, for some reason, they're, everyone's always chilling outside when there's, like, severe weather. I'm like, there's usually advisories, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, come on. Like, don't you read the weather report? But, okay. I mean, did you say that there was a scene in Meteor Garden that the girl... What, what was she standing in like snow and oh rain? yeah she was like in the in, she was trying to prove her determination uh, for this relationship to work and her undying love for Delmi's so this is in the new media garden the remade one um, and she was just standing in the rain for like 24 hours I don't understand what that was supposed to prove you can't see me right now, but I'm really rolling my eyes. I was <laughs> like, "What girl? What are you supposed to prove with Did that? it work though? No. Oh. So it's like unnecessary, and she got really weak and was about to faint. So it's see? just like I don't understand. This, I would. This is what we were saying. Rom com protagonists always suffering. Yeah, take care of yourself, girl. Yeah. So lesson learned. Um, you know, look out for rainstorms. If you're gonna break up with someone, maybe bring in an extra umbrella. Yeah. At least you could be like that good ex. Yes. Yeah. So we know what we would do if we were that character. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. That pretty much wraps up our episode two of our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, We really appreciate, like we mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, your honest feedback and any suggestions you have, definitely leave them in our comments section on our blog, which is dramaforreal.com. Uh, we also are on Twitter, and our handle is at Anna and Estelle. Mm-hmm. We're also on Instagram, where Anna mostly posts wonderful pictures of things that we're doing, you. and behind the scenes. 
our Instagram handle is uh, Drama For Real. Mm-hmm. We're also on Facebook, so you guys can definitely like that page as well. It's yep. just Drama For Real. Definitely hit us up on one of those if you have any thoughts for what we can talk about in a future episode. Mm-hmm. This is super casual. We're just chatting amongst ourselves. This is kind of me rehashing what I text Estelle while I watch dramas. <laughs> so we really hope you enjoy listening in um, this time as well. And we can't wait to bring you more episodes of hopefully more fun topics. Yep. But for time being, just stay real and we'll see you next time yeah thanks so much for listening guys bye Bye.